0: Today's episode of Locked On Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code On, and you get 20% off your next order. Ogumbo Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball.
1: Your daily podcast on women's basketball.
0: Hello and happy Monday. Welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm Dave Ibrahim. I'm an analyst for Her Hoop Stats, person who yells on Twitter a lot, and the the proud owner of some new uh, Christmas gifts. Uh, I'm alongside Amy Otterbert, our resident gym rat, former University of Miami center, and someone you are going to be seeing on your TV, hopefully as long as things go right in the next couple of weeks. Amy, how you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm mean, I'm excited to to hopefully get back to calling games, but I always I've said before, cautious optimism, Gabe, mm-hmm. because yeah, the games are there, but we know it's things are you know changing sometimes morning up. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: so. it's a, it's a new year and happy new year to everyone. Yes. We, we yes. we've made it to twenty twenty one. We made it. Thank uh, God or whatever God you pray to. I don't care which one you want to thank. We are here in 2021. It's going to be better than 2020. Uh, But so far, we're still dealing with all the same problems from 2020. Hooray. Uh, Did you get get anything good for Christmas?
1: You know what? I am yes, I got some nice little gifts. I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely um, very blessed. Uh, But I would say, like, I think it's just actually being home. Uh, I'm usually not at home on Christmas like I'm usually working or or doing something and so um just being home was was really nice this year I found new year's a little depressing I'm not gonna lie it was weird it's just I think everyone was just saying get through it get through it and then like the reality sets in that wait I'm waking up tomorrow (laughs)
0: it's just
1: very lucky to be waking up but it's not an overnight fix. That's not an overnight change. How about no, you? No, no. You got, you got some new gifts. You
0: said, I did. I got, I got my, well, I got myself this really cool WNBA sticker, which I'll put on my <laughs> laptop, which I'll hopefully be sharing soon. Uh, what else did I get? I got some good stuff. I got, I got a lot of good stuff. I got a, I got a, if you guys watch the ACC network a lot, which I'm sure you guys do when you're watching ACC basketball, you'll, you would have seen um, some ads for the Tac light flashlight um, I got that for Christmas and I was so excited and it was, my mother-in-law gave it to me and she was just like something she bought and she gave it to me and she was very confused as to why I was so excited about this flashlight but I am the proud owner of a tactile light flashlight so <laughs> Christmas uh, New Year's great times uh, we took a couple weeks off to celebrate it and we we're glad to be back um, talking about women's college basketball however um, Weirdly, not so weirdly, not that um not that crazy to think. Uh, a team is not coming with us. so we we stopped talking. Uh, we did our last podcast like before Christmas, a couple days before Christmas. And on Christmas, uh, the Duke Blue Devils announced that they are not playing the rest of their season. They've canceled the rest of their season. Um, this is seems to be a decision that the players came to. Uh, Kara Lawson. After the game against Louisville on December 9th, she said that the, she didn't think that the team should play. However, it, it has come out from uh, players like Jade Williams, who's a senior there, saying that it was a team decision to not um, go out and play because they, they don't want to have casual attitudes with so COVID. I think something happened in that Louisville time because uh, the, the Cardinals played Duke, then had a positive test, then Duke had to sit out, and then Duke had positive tests. So I think there's, there's something that has to do with, with that sort of uh He kind of got it from uh, playing a game that factored into this. And apparently, Duke asked the ACC to test all their opponents daily, and the league refused, and they said they're not playing anymore. Um, not the first team to cancel. The Ivy Leagues canceled Bethune, Cookman, Maryland, Eastern Shore, and Amph- SMU. 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 Yeah. SMU canceled after Duke, but, you know, all these teams have canceled. But Duke is definitely um, the the biggest program that we have seen canceled this season. Um, it was a team we were really excited about when we talked about in our ACC preview, first year at Carol Lawson, and uh, now the season's over after four games. So, um, obviously, really tough news for not only Duke fans, but all of us. I mean, I, this, is, this is just tough because not only is it, okay, we don't get to see Duke, well, I don't know what this means for other programs who might go through something similar. Um, but what do you think of the decision and and um, do you, what kind of ripple effects do you see coming out of it?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, I have a lot of respect, tremendous amount of respect for that program, mm-hmm. because I know it, it sounds like it was a little controversial uh, in just in terms of the rest of the conference, uh, because it wasn't a trickle down, right? And this wasn't other ACC teams got behind them. And, 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 and so obviously um, not everyone shared that opinion, but I respect it and I understand it. There are a lot of people game. I I don't know about you, but I have a lot of friends and a lot of colleagues um, who obviously we have off the record conversations do not think college basketball should be playing right now. And, um, and so this was a program that obviously has a major platform um, that decided to take a stand for themselves I think when you look at this program, you know, three seniors and a grad student, only one freshman. and so um, they're gonna they want to move forward together next year, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you have to respect that decision. And whether you agree or disagree with it, I mean, it is what it is. I think one of the scariest things about this this whole pandemic Gabe, is that you can you and I can do the, all the great things, right? We can stay inside, we can wash our hands, we can wear our masks you cannot control what the person beside you is doing mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, and then that's, of course, talking about people, student athletes that are out there playing games. And that's not a cut against Louisville. It's just yeah. the way our life, our world is
0: working right now with a very Louisville, contig- Louisville could have done everything perfectly and and still just happens because that's what, how it works. That's the whole point. It, it couldn't uh, anything, right? Like there's no way
1: of exactly tracing. And so, um, I respect it. I'm sad. I mean, selfishly, who's not sad and and Mm -hmm. sad because uh, for Kara Lawson, because, you know, four games in and you just kind of got that taste. And by the way, their social media account at Duke, amazing posting those videos. It was like a, like the world needs those messages, you know, Um, from from Coach Lawson. And I would watch them and get like pumped up and motivated myself. Um, But I mean, that's not what this is. That's not what this is about right now. Right. And so you have to respect this group of young women who are, are deciding not to play the game right now during these times. That doesn't mean that that probably doesn't mean that they're not continuing to find ways to get better. It's harder when you're not competing. It's hard to get up every, it's hard to, to bust your butt when you're not competing. And so I give them a lot of credit for that.
0: No, yeah, I do too. I, I, I really respect that. I think the level of self-sacrifice Um is really something to be it's it's noble right like you have to say not only for me but for others we're not going to do it and that le- takes a level of self-sacrifice that you know for someone like me who i can work from home i can do everything from home i never have to leave my house like i, never ha- I really haven't for the past yeah. eight months pretty much um so yeah it's easy for me but i think for them it's really tough and i think it's a noble decision however it every noble decision right kind of comes with the other side of well why were they put in this position to make that decision in the first place and i think um you know it's a it's a it's a societal governmental failing in the in the nca or college sports that um, you have teams that are that are seeing everything everyone else is seeing and saying well we don't want to play i totally respect that and and, and like i said like obviously you respect that but i think if everyone It seems to be like there's some sort of information gap—not an information gap, just a a a gap between what we what a lot of people think we should be doing and what we're actually doing—and then you're you're putting it on someone to say, "Well, hey, you take the sacrifice." And to me, I think that's a huge failing for the NCAA, among the many thousands of failings (laughs) from the NCAA. I share, I share, I I'm with Carol Lawson. I don't think we should be playing. I think you know, I've I've said it here, I've said it everywhere. I don't think we should be playing, but I love basketball, and so to me, like it's not a big deal if the if if y'all want to play, like yeah, I'll, I'll watch. But it's a, there's there's a sacrifice to saying we're going to play. There's a sacrifice to saying we're not going to play, and you're putting the pressure on the on the people who don't want to play to make that. And I just think it's uh it's a big it's a big failing from the uh, college sports world. The,
1: the other thing I would say too, is don't forget also um, uniquely in basketball in the middle of a season, your program mm. has to shut down for two weeks right. and now we're getting into conference play too, right? It, it's a little bit different. Um, you know who you're going up against and there's rivalries and all, and then you're not in shape. You're not together. Um, is it going to actually be counterproductive? I don't know mm. because what we're hearing a lot about, and especially from, I think the coaches is we, we want to play because of mental health. So so when your student athletes are making this decision um, and then and what's their mental health, like in the middle of a basketball season, you have to stop for two weeks and then all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. expected to go play um, with a team that has been playing. Uh, it's just uh, you, I, every situation's different. Every locker room's different. Every team is different. You know, you've got, you've got young men and women who are losing family members. Yeah. So when they say they're not comfortable playing, it's coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really not comfortable playing. Um, you know, I think it's just we have to be respectful of these decisions. That I'm certainly not gonna sit here and, and judge it. Um, yeah. I respect it.
0: You're looking to place bets on sports online. Guess what? You'll have to look any further than the name I just said, BetOnline. BetOnline.ag is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaches, props from every sport besides women's college basketball, which is kind of a bummer. So head to BetOnline today and make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up for a free account. Online, your online sports booking experts. The thing that is is bothering me is not from Duke's perspective. I'm wondering how many other teams are in Duke's shoes, where they're saying we're not comfortable playing and we don't want to play, but we're not Duke. Yeah. We're not we're not a team that we're a team that has you know uh, this is our chance this year, right? Like I wonder how much it, what it, what if Stanford doesn't actually want to play, but they are they're doing it. And and Stanford's in the worst the worst situation you could think of. They haven't been in their homes in two months, and four they're of playing. Their first,
1: four of their first seven games have been canceled or postponed on the yeah. season. Like they're rolling, which is
0: crazy, yeah. right? Not rolling, but they're they, look rolling. They, look they look great. They look great but, on the yeah. court. But I just I, I wonder, like, if they if they thought that they would be that they were empowered or that they could they could actually sacrifice it because they're they're sacrificing so much if they yeah. decide not to play,
1: yeah. right?
0: Because it's a national championship, like. Hey, maybe Duke, maybe Duke didn't feel like that, and maybe if they were a national title contender, they would still be doing it. But it's really hard when you're when you're giving, you you have to stay at Stanford. Like we're gonna sacrifice not just a season, a national title season, a, t- a season where we're gonna lose players to the WNBa, where we're not gonna be the same team next year. It's like I just wonder how many other teams are in the position that Duke was in, but because of whatever other sort of outside factors are playing a role in it they don't feel empowered to make the same decision that Duke did. Um, and it should be noted, Duke's men's team is still playing.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah, no, this was, was
1: a decision. This was a one program. This was not an athletic program, oh, no. you know, like.
0: Well, I wonder, I wonder if, Duke, if the Duke men said we're not playing, I think there's going to be a lot more discussion within the athletic program as to, wait, 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 wait. We need to think about the bottom line. Well, and,
1: what and Coach about? K, Coach K was very public, right? A couple, was it a couple months ago? Because Nate Oates kind of went at him yeah. on the men's side about um, Coach K d- went on record in front of a microphone and camera and said we shouldn't be playing right now. So w- why are they playing? I, I you know, like that. You you mentioned like the sacrifices of not playing, mm-hmm. right? What you're giving up. The, the part that's really troubling is they're sacrificing to playing as well. Yeah. And those aren't always, those aren't on paper and they can be very scary yeah. because we still don't know the long-term effects, right? Yeah. Some people are talking about lung, lung capacity. These are athletes. So it's just, it, I, I, I it, totally respect everyone yeah. has their own opinions and they are totally entitled to them. And, uh, selfishly, like, yeah, like selfishly, we're excited about the Duke women's team. We want to see them play right now, but my gosh, we're sitting in our rooms talking about the game, you know, like these young men and women are out there playing and, um, every day, putting, you know, every day, going to practice, playing in games. Mm -hmm. It's a risk. There's a risk to that.
0: That That's a huge
1: risk. Not getting paid for it. You know, like that's a whole nother podcast, but, uh, it's just.
0: Well, I want, I want to talk about this more. We, we blew past our first, our first break time. So there'll be somewhere weird in there. And I'm sorry about that, but you, you'll be fine. All right. We're, I want to continue talking about this because I, you know, I've, we haven't even mentioned Keontae Johnson from Florida. Oh
1: my gosh. What
0: that situation happens. He, he goes, he collapses on the floor due to a heart con- due to the heart condition that is associated with COVID-19. We think that's what the, that's what we have found out that he had it. It was, he, he collapsed due to a heart condition So it kind of connected dots here. I mean, we're not entirely sure where, how he got COVID, whatever, right? He could have got it and had the same situation happen, not playing basketball, but it did happen on a basketball court. And to me, we saw that and there was no response from anyone, any decision maker in college. Yeah. There was a lot of tweeting, right? Yeah, right. Thoughts
1: thoughts and prayers. But yeah, yeah, like that's it, right? Like that's great, but that's – and it makes you wonder moving forward – if, if this is going to happen and and not just in the next couple of weeks, but we're talking about the next year, next couple yeah. years. Sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but I said, we did see a response, but it was just like, Oh, we're so
0: happy. He's okay now.
1: Yeah. We're, yeah. Like, okay, moving on. And I feel like the college athletes, they get the run of that the most, right? Like something happens and it's like, all right, just move on. Like, mm. and so yeah, you think of Duke and they, they said, no, not us. Like we're, we're making the decision for ourselves. So
0: um, good for them. It shouldn't be a decision that they have to make, because if you have all the information, all this information is pointing. Let's be real: the 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 women's basketball player at Duke is of a very high caliber in terms of intelligence, in terms of getting into freaking Duke. You're <laughs> telling me these inte- these extremely intelligent women who are very good basketball players, who are extremely motivated, who are led by one of the the smartest basketball players we've seen in the women's game in recent memory and Carol Lawson, right. You're telling me all these people saw the same data that you did and came to a different decision because of the, like they're they're they saw like, I don't know. I mean, I, we're, I know we're past the point of, of saying we shouldn't play. I know we're past the point of, of, of being mad about it. Cause it, it's too late. Like we're going to do it and we're going to, and we're going to have to do it as a, uh, as much as we, <laughs> as much as the NCAA wants us to, but um, it, it's worrisome. It's frustrating. And uh yeah, no. I mean, that's just that's just it how is. it goes in twenty twenty.
1: It is, but just the flip side is there are programs who want who are they do want to be playing, and they're mm-hmm. saying yes. that they're willing to. So it's just it's a decision. I I, I don't know. I'm I'm not, Stop. and I really do believe that the conversation in every diff, every locker room is is different. No. And and so I just I'm I'm not I'm not mad at it. I'm not. You know, I've, I've, I'm respecting it. I'm applauding it. I don't know, like if I'm in that position, how I feel. I don't know.
0: But I don't know. Yeah. No, no I, I, I think I don't know. I, I can't, I can't answer for the players. I can't answer for the teams because you know that's that's their personal decisions, right? And Duke made a personal decision. I think every other team is making a personal decision. But I can, I can, I can be critical of the of the people in charge because I think there's there's clearly something that is not connecting between what teams and players are seeing on the ground and what the decision makers in college sports are presenting and, and saying is, is happening here. Um, and let's just hope that, you know, I mean, I know this is morbid. Uh, let's hope no one dies because of it. That's it. That's it. And, and you know, we'll, we can move on and talk about uh, real basketball right after this. Have you ever had a candy bar and thought, man, I just wish I was healthy. Have you ever had a protein bar and just thought, man, that was disgusting. Well, stop eating any of those candy bars or protein bars and just go for a Belt Bar. They have the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 flavors and six new ones. There's a cookies and cream flavor. There's a peanut butter brownie flavor. There's a cherry barcia. flavor. Flavor, which is a play on Jerry Garcia's name. And these bars are healthy. They are great for the health conscious person looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Great for a keto diet. So go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that promo code is locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Welcome back to Locked On Women's Basketball, last segment of. Your Monday, we want to remind you that we're not the only podcast on this here podcast feed. You can find a bevy of hosts. You have Howard McDell coming up on Friday with his big Friday conversation. You have Eric Ayala sandwiched in between on Tuesdays and Thursdays, giving you some essential resources for the W, talking about social justice, doing all the tremendous stuff that she does. Um, And then you have us coming back on Monday. Fun times. Fun fun times where that we're not going to be as uh, <laughs> as mad at the NCAA to begin the show, maybe because we've said that about many podcasts and that didn't happen. But let's talk about some real basketball that did happen over the weekend. Uh, the place I want to start is with Kentucky and Ryan Howard. Yes, so, and let's end there, too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Start I can't end there. <laughs> that was so good. I could, we could <laughs> talk about her forever. Because yeah. I, so it, coming into the season, I remember looking at the mock drafts. And, you know, I'm not as uh, – until this year, I wasn't like an everyday uh, college basketball watcher. So, you know, I'd seen Ryan Howard play before. And I saw her as this sort of like can't-miss, huge, number one for sure prospect. I thought, well, I think she can – she can get there. I didn't think she was there yet. You know, I was I was kind of a, a non believer after this weekend. I'm a I'm a, I'm a believer
1: in oh, yeah, Howard. she she's the best player in the country right now
0: My in fault. college.
1: And uh Tamika catching scald that game, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, Indiana's like, oh <laughs> come uh, on. They're like,
0: uh, mm. yes. Tamika, Tamika's thinking about how they can get her uh yeah. next season because she put up uh just so on a few a few days ago, she uh, put up 24, 10, and four against number 10 Arkansas, my Razorbacks, in a 75 to 64 win. Oh, and then she just followed that up against the number 12 Mississippi State Bulldogs, 33 points, 10 rebounds, six assists uh, in a 92- 86 win. She scored 25 of Kentucky's last 33 points and assisted, I believe, on all but two of their shots. In the fourth quarter of overtime, just just the, the late game scoring was incredible. And, like, you know, I I think I, I've also heard a lot of people say, well, Kentucky's surrounding talent's not that good. I mm. think Kentucky's surrounding talent's good enough.
1: Uh, so here's my rebuttal to that. Yeah, Ryan had eight points for through the first yeah. three quarters, and against number 12 in the country on the road, mm. they were still – I don't know what the score was after three quarters, but they were up like mm-hmm. it was like a couple points here and there. So, um, Ryan picked up two quick fouls, and mm-hmm. Kentucky was still leading in the fir- at the end of the first quarter. I do know that uh, this was kind of one of those games that I think when I look back on the season, like that'll I, I will remember. Uh, oh. For a couple of reasons. I mean, I sent you that five second call at the end of the game. I mean, that was.
0: Okay, go go over that. Go over that. I that mean, was it
1: was tied, at, I believe it was tied at 78, right? With like 27 mm-hmm. seconds left in, in regulation. Kentucky has the ball, inbounding the ball, and, and the official hands the ball to, I think it was actually Ryan that was inbounding the ball. Yes. And, and like, I actually, because we didn't get the replay um, during the broadcast, I, I went back on my PDR and like recorded it. And watched it. And it was a very quick five seconds, like to the point where like, I was like, oh, well, they called another timeout. Kentucky had, I think, two timeouts left.
0: Kentucky had two timeouts sir.
1: And And so it wasn't like they didn't have a timeout. And all I see is the official like five seconds. And like every, so I know it was a road game. So I don't know how much it would help them. Um, Kentucky, they were on the road. But if there was a crowd there, like that was insane. It was such a weird thing. Like you're watching, Mm -hmm. go. was that a five second call? And it, so I went back and it was such a quick five seconds. The game goes into overtime, but I guess, so that was crazy. But to your point, I mean, I, what I, I really like, really, really like about Ryan is that she doesn't show this like panic. She doesn't show this like again eight points for the through the first three quarters it's like no my team's got me you know like that's the thing yes. and then when you know their head coach Kyra Elzy is doing a fantastic job of playing through her but not just putting it on everything on her shoulders. Uh, I was really impressed with Robin Benton off the bench came yes, in and hit two threes. I think this team averages about seven threes a game. They had seven at half, fourteen on the game. Like they shot the ball incredibly well too. Um, But, I mean, they're getting players off the bench as well, contributing, uh, showing that spark plug. So when your star player does have two early quick fouls, you can still sustain and keep in the game. And then when it became her turn, like you said, if she wasn't scoring, she was assisting. So everything was going through her, basically. But, like, I don't know. And I'm not saying she just doesn't play with emotion because I think every player has some way to kind of, like, play with emotion. And even if they don't, I don't think that's a negative thing. But you don't see the panic. No, she's just so like, even killing, even with the five second call, she actually had like a smirk on her face. Like, are you kidding me? Like how how much confidence, you know what I mean? Like, all right, no problem. Like it's a superstar. Yeah. She is is a superstar. She is at least playing like the best player in the country right now. I mean, I got to say she is. And the thing is she's a junior. Like, (laughs) and she's a junior and she's, everyone's been gifted an extra year. I don't think she's taken two more. No. but I, she could if she wants but it's just it's crazy like she's four for six from the three game she's, she's a guard she's a big guard who can shoot I mean she,
0: I, I I have a big problem with her being listed as a guard because she's like yeah a perfect wing if I could build a wing for the modern WNBA is Ryan Howard I don't know, though, but
1: she's getting offensive rebounds at the end of the game underneath on three points on on a foul shot. That's a big man. Like, that's a big woman play. She's a She's
0: she's big. She's strong. She's fast. She can beat you at all three levels. You mentioned a three-point shooting. She's shooting 41% on seven threes a game right now. She is unbelievable, man. I mean, like, you know, obviously everyone tells you well, this person's a surefire number one pick, surefire number one pick. It's like, yeah, so I have really high v- expectations for how she's going to play. And she blew right past all of them. Because it, it's just yeah. – I think the biggest thing is what you mentioned is that that com- that superstar confidence at the end of the game. I say it's a superstar confidence because you don't see that in players that aren't there, that yeah. aren't at that level, right? Rekia Jackson had a great game, 23 points. She was ten to twenty-two from the field, four rebounds, three assists. She was driving everything for Mississippi State. I think she's going to be a great WNBA player. At the end of that game, she had a chance to win it, and she couldn't. And she couldn't get the shot off that she needed. She had a couple chances in the overtime. Wait, I'm are you not, talking about
1: the end of regulation. End of regulation. But was that on the drive? So can I just say one thing that drive was right in front of the official that just made the 5 second yeah. call there you ain't getting that call no, unless you're not somebody call. karate chops you and kicks their leg out like you are not. And, and that's right when she started driving i was like if this is not clean she's not mm-hmm. getting the call it was the same official that made the quick 5
0: second so and but um, you you look at that right and you you knew that Right, and you saw that and and maybe Rakia should have seen that, uh, you know it's hard right' you you're, you're no. you you can't and... play like that, you're not yeah,
1: playing you can't. like that. yeah,
0: but it was a but, good attack, <laughs> but she could she couldn't get to that shot, she couldn't get yeah. to that good look. Howard never struggles to get to a good look because all of the looks are good, she could score from anywhere no mm-hmm. i I was and in the boxing out, you mentioned i'm I'm just all over. What she can do, her ceiling is limitless. Um, I know there's a bunch, a bunch of other players played well in this game on both sides. I don't mean to just make it about Rokia Jackson, Ryan Howard. It was an entertaining duel, but a lot of players on this, uh, on in this game played really well. Um, But man, I, I'm, I'm impressed with Kentucky. I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, Chastity Patterson, uh, Kiki McKinney. Those all, there's we are we mentioned four other players in double figures with Howard and Benton in there. I think Jasmine Massengill is huge for this team. She, got, she was a transfer who just got her eligibility, who got to join the team. Just having that person there who can – she can shoot the ball pretty well. She kicks it really well. She plays good defense. Just having another body there and make them deeper. I don't know. This team could be a problem in the SEC.
1: Uh, the thing that I, – and I understand, like, that, when we look at, like, the AP top 25, and then it gets tough because there's really good teams yeah. out there. But the matchup I saw yesterday was very, very good. Mm-hmm. There's two teams that are very, very good. UCLA goes up two spots to number nine. Oh, right People And Mississippi State drops two spots to 14. And I thought it was interesting because um dropping two spots for an overtime loss again, you know, a really good yeah. team. I was actually surprised these teams aren't two top ten teams. Uh, I thought they were really, really good. And and I know we're talking a lot about Kentucky and deservingly so, but Mississippi State, it's a very good ball club too. Uh, Well, I think we're good. Justin was great. I mean, it was a a fun game. It was a good game. You know we talk about? Like sometimes we talk about close, low scoring games that just aren't fun to watch. Like this was a good basketball game to watch for star power, for just coaching, chess match, um, different styles of play. I just, I loved it.
0: No, it was, it was it was an excellent game. Both sides. I mean, I'm no Mississippi State's upset to lose it, but they make another crack Kentucky in the SEC tournament. Uh, but Kentucky, we're we're gonna find out really quick on Kentucky. They got they go at Texas A&M on the seventh, if all things go well, and they go they have South Carolina coming to town on the tenth. So they will <laughs> by by the end of this week. So I guess by the time we talk to you next week, right? Because yeah, by the time we talk to you next week. They will have played four games against top 15 teams in I mean, a row.
1: They're a, top, they're, they're a top team, too. So yeah. but we know that just the way the season is, right? Like, it's
0: a murderous row. This really yeah. is.
1: Yeah. But I mean, this is the, life in the ACC or SEC. Like we talk about life in the ACC, mm-hmm. it's just you get into these conference schedules and they get grueling. So, but, but what I saw, uh, I just love what Coach Elzey's doing uh, at Kentucky really happy for her too right like unfortunate circumstances Mm -hmm. um but having her step into this role and then dropping the interim tag bravo to them right that was that was right too but yeah it's super really really exciting uh for where they're going here
0: yeah she and she made great decisions too uh just throughout the game yeah. except for on that five second call, but that's not, that I don't think that's <laughs> That
1: was
0: crazy, I mean, like I say, cool. I, I'm
1: pretty sure Ryan was invading, like she knows to call that five, I went yeah. back, like you know, I went and watched a couple times, like, man, I'm watching that hand, I'm trying to count, like two, one, two, three. that was not the pace.
0: <laughs> no, that was one, two, three, four, five, what? Uh, no, it was crazy, um, but you mentioned UCLA, and I really oh. wanna, and 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 this is a game that uh, I do have to go back and watch, um, but UCLA beat Oregon mm. 73 mm. 71. Uh, I want to see UCLA, Kentucky in the tournament somehow. I don't know how we can make that happen, but someone should make that happen because Michaela Onionwerde, yeah. someone we have talked about on this podcast, that's why we can pronounce her name, uh, she had put up 33 points on 12 of 20 shooting with 10 rebounds. That's crazy. And I really want to see her and Ryan Howard because they're the same wing sort of player. They just play. Completely differently. Um, and I whereas, believe they're
1: buddies too. Like yeah. they've played together, I think, at USA basketball or whatnot. So last night, Ryan Howard was like tweeting, right after the game, mm-hmm. like something about, I, of course, I want to share a 33 and 10 stat line.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but w- with Michaela's performance, the difference was this. She had 15 at half, um, mm-hmm. which meant they, Oregon, just couldn't slow her down and they couldn't stop her the entire game. Like that's tough, right? It's different when you contained ryan howard for three quarters and she has eight points yeah. foul trouble and then she just kills you like literally kills you <laughs> towards the yes. end but but there's a different kind of um defeat in that right like kelly graves He's probably got... watching film shaking his head because 15 at half and then followed it up by uh, 18 doing quick math here 18 in the second yeah. half i mean
0: <laughs> that's well uh... it's, just, it's just hard to guard her right yeah. like you know to bring it back to ryan howard like you know, they, Mississippi State have bodies to throw her. Biggs and, and Rakia played on her for a little bit. They, they had some bodies to throw at her. Um, but for Oregon against Onion Wedding, for Arkansas against um, Howard, there are these teams that rely on a lot of three point shooting, a lot of small guards, a lot of quick guards. And guess what? That ain't going to work. Yeah. That's so not going to work against that sort of mobile. talent.
1: Yeah. I mean, that she's mobile. So where yeah. uh, Oregon does have some bigs.
0: Yeah. Uh, but just, she's also fast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the so speed, tough, the speed size combo.
1: Tough matchup. Twenty seventh career double double. Uh, that's that's a senior. So, um, it, I, we can't get too far into the future because, like again, we don't know who's leaving, who's staying, all this yes. stuff. But I mean, look at these two players, and I mean, you kind of gets you excited about potentially the WMEA season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, and I think we're looking at some some talent that you know, can make some immediate impacts too. Uh, I think uh, we'll anyways, I mean, Ryan's going to just,
0: whew, good. No, Ryan, yeah. Uh, Ryan, if she keeps this up, we're going to have some, like multiple teams tanking. <laughs> I don't want to identify anybody cause you don't know, but that's a person that you sell out to go get. Um, cause I personally, I think she's a superstar. I think onion wedding is going to be amazing too. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, 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 her, she's not a three point shooter that's a big difference. She's not, she's a, she's an inside out player. Whereas Howard's an outside in player. Um, But she, I mean, she, she's incredible, but also I do have a problem. Mississippi state on the free throw. I'm sure they're running laps over this. Did you, no one boxed anybody out all three. And this is a pet peeve of mine from every, every league right now. I don't know why, why we are not as a basketball community, And you should—I'm sure you're mad about this too. Why are we not ensuring that our players are boxing out on a free throw? It is the easiest box out you can do. Everyone has an assignment. You get your body on their body. I don't care where the ball is.
1: And and usually, like a lot of times, you'd see a pinch on on Howard in that situation, right? And and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the ball kind of bounced back, but what happened, at least what I saw, was you had three white jerseys go looking at the ball, going to the ball instead of someone looking at were they in blue blue and just clearing her out and boxing her out of the way. But, you know, it was interesting because um, Kentucky gave up five offensive rebounds in the first like three or four, Mm -hmm. I think four minutes of that game. So like it it was just, I guess, um, both teams probably looked at uh, the film and, and probably working on some rebounding in the next in the next couple, but you know, it's interesting kind of goes to your point though, Gabe, I don't want to keep bringing it up, but a lot of the coaches were talking about just preparing for this year None. and how they didn't know, you know, how much time they were going to have to get ready and, and if they were going to get shut down and what they can control. So a lot of coaches were talking about spending a lot of time on offense, mm-hmm. you know, and you wonder if some of these skill sets have kind of um just kind of drifted because that was discipline on that free throw like you're talking about i'm thinking about it now and i'm thinking out loud but i mean if you're not consistently practicing like you don't just go for the ball like especially when you've got one of the like top players in the country who's a beast around the glass like you have got to get a body on her and and you wonder if you lose some of those things because you're you're so scrambled and focused on other areas of the game this season just a little bit different i don't know well, I don't. I've I know mean, don't I... tell that to coach. I hope that's not what they told <laughs> coach. Like, you know that you know that wouldn't
0: went well. But no, no. I think I think there's also a, a lot of conditioning issues. Um, I think free throw shooting has been a little bit worse this year, probably on average. I haven't I haven't done the math yet on that. Um, but I think I think there's a lot of conditioning issues just because we didn't have a lot of conditioning. And I think again, that's top to bottom in basketball. You could see it in the NBA, you could see it here in, in women's college basketball. You could see it with the men. You could probably see it at the high school level. People aren't as in shape because they didn't have that full time to get ready. And then when you're not as in shape, guess when that shows up right at the end of the games, does that show up necessarily with you not hustling back on defense? Maybe it could probably not. You're probably someone who's going to run back on defense where it shows up is when you're not paying attention because you're too tired to think about, I need to get my body on her right now. And so and I, that's so, a I, hard
1: assignment too. <laughs>
0: that's a hard assignment. No, <laughs> and I think, you know, as I, I mean, yeah, everyone knows I'm a heat fan. Conditioning is what wins basketball games. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. That's when it comes up at the end of games. And Ryan Howard, I think one of the her best traits is that she is in great shape. She I have not seen her be tired in this in this in this time frame this season. Haven't seen her be tired. She's always the one that has the most energy at the end of games. Um, so I uh, you know conditioning, discipline, coaching. Oh, some things that are. Uh, we would say are important to winning. Um, but I, I don't want to poo-poo on Mississippi State. They played really well. Yeah. I don't want to poo-poo on Oregon either. I'm sure I, I have to go back and watch. But just like at the stats, they play pretty well too. Sometimes yeah. you lose a game. But it, I do yeah. see that as a conditioning issue
1: yeah i mean there's been some fun games so let's i I mean it was kind of nice there's a lot of national games on yesterday right like even like cbc or sorry cbs sports had like some mid-major games which was really nice too i know because it's northern (laughs) in me there's a lot of cbs around here um the mid-majors you know duquesne i think they had dayton and duquesne on so it was was just kind of nice to to um to just watch basketball all day and I know it was a Sunday and there was this other one going you know football but I mean (laughs) actually pretty fun day too for that but um but yeah no it was it was a good day and some really good games and and so it's it's like you kind of almost get lost in it. you forget that there's this whole other thing going on in the world right now sometimes I was
0: I was very excited that there was good women's college basketball on. As a Dolphins fan, because things did not. <laughs> yeah, things you're, did
1: talking, not you're talking to someone up off. here in Buffalo, so sorry um, about that. <laughs>
0: that's uh, that wasn't that was our fault. That wasn't the Bills' fault. Um, just looking ahead at this week, um, Wednesday, is that, is that UConn game this week?
1: Thursday no. night. This is the Thursday game. Night. This is UConn and Baylor. This is a top ten matchup, and, and the when and when you want to talk about throwing somebody in the in the fire. Uh, Paige Beckers is mm-hmm. freshman. Also, you know she—you don't want to throw her in the fire because she's been she's been in the spotlight for a long time. But leading her team in points per game, assists per game, steals per game, and shooting fifty percent from the three. And yeah. Gino Ariem has been very vocal about wanting her to score more than facilitate. And so now here she goes—you know, national TV top. This is probably their biggest test, Baylor. Right, very mm-hmm. good Baylor. I think oh, D. Yeah. Richards will. Uh, I just, cur- yeah, like, so I can't wait to see it. And I know she'll, I- I'm sure Paige will be just fine. Uh, but this is what we live for, right? These types oh of my matches. God. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Although now I'm looking at the schedule now and I didn't realize something. this game is on at the ex- same exact time as Texas A&M Kentucky ESPN. <laughs> what, what are you doing, man? Like I need, I need now I'm going to have the two TVs going. It's going to be you- a mess. I
1: PVR games all the time because like, I like to sit down I and know. watch them. Like if I'm running around or I'm distracted, or like you said, if there's other games going on, like I just yeah, like, yeah. I like to watch. I I, I hear you, but I'm I it. I watch them
0: afterwards, but you know, I like the, like the juice. You gotta get the juice of the game, um, no, but whatever. I'll, I'll be, yeah. I'll be double screening down Thursday. Uh, and we'll, we'll be talking about it on Monday when we come back on locked on women's basketball. Thanks for listening. We hope you guys are having a, a great start to your new year's and um to your new year excuse me and if you want to keep that going you can follow us on twitter at locked on wb you can follow me on twitter at gabe for you can follow amy on twitter at amy audibert. so we will see you guys next week and make sure to tune in to all of this basketball going on talk to you soon